This podcast is a project of the Massachusetts Cultural Council, a state agency committed to building creative communities and inspiring creative minds. I think a lot of people think of Chinatown as a place to eat or shop, and they forget that there's a lot of people who live there. Uh, and we really want to make sure that it is all of those things to all of those people and, and more. Hello, I'm Anita Walker at the Massachusetts Cultural Council, and welcome to Creative Minds Out Loud. Our guest today is Giles Lee, Executive Director of the Boston Chinatown Neighborhood Center, and welcome to our program. Thank you for having me. You are developing an art center. Yes. What prompted this? Well, you know, um, BCNC, my organization, BCNC, we've, uh, we're a social services organization, and we've been in Chinatown for close to 50 years now. Uh, and so. We, there's a lot of people in the community that have used our services, child care, parent supports, adult education, etc. Um, throughout the throughout the generations. But there's a lot of people who don't need child care or don't need youth services and, and they're still members of our community too. And what we really want to do is be inclusive, not exclusive. We really want to make sure that this entire community feels like BCNC is the organization for them that makes them and their family feel like they belong. One of the things that we want to do is to <clears throat> is to use arts as a tool for kind of community development in that Chinatown community. So, um, you know, we're really proud to be um, the host of, of the One Chinatown Arts Center, um, just to make it uh, just to make it a space for families to come, members of the community to come, to really actively feel like um, they're welcomed in the community, to make it actively feel like there's a place where they truly belong, um, and that they can meet all kinds of like diverse neighbors, all of their friends, um, people that they might not usually meet uh, in their day-to-day -day life. Uh, it's, it's just a, another tool for the community to really get together and, and be one. You know, one of the things that we've seen in, in similar examples is how it can be multi-generational, mm -hmm. how grandparents can connect with kids, but also that it can be really participatory. It's not just a place to go and look yeah. at art, but to be an art maker. Is that part of what you're doing too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we hope to kind of span, span the whole gamut. I mean, it's really for, um, you know, we, we want it to be a, a platform for the existing artists in Chinatown to share, to collaborate, maybe to teach, um, but also for the young folks of that neighborhood to be able to see people who look like them or look like their parents have their work up on the walls or have a place where they can perform because they may not see that very often. And then also for people who are maybe not of the Chinese community or don't know that much about Chinatown to get to get a real sense of what life is like there. Get a sense of that it's just a neighborhood just like any other neighborhood with people with all with all the same kinds of challenges that all the rest of, of Boston faces um, in a slightly different context and, and really see the commonalities and the similarities between you know, all, all the different people of the city because Boston is is so diverse um, but there's also that kind of singular identity of being from Boston, and it's just as strong in Chinatown as it is throughout the city, but I think a lot of people think of Chinatown as a place to eat or shop, and they forget that there's a lot of people who live there, uh, and we really want to make sure that it is all of those things to all of those people and, and more. You know, one of the things that um, we do at the Mass Cultural Council is we have a, um, a traditional arts program, mm -hmm. and part of our mission is really the preservation of traditional art forms. So often when um, um, people come to America, the first thing they want to do is become as American as possible, and we lose those rich traditions. Is that something you're concerned about in Chinatown? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I, I still have family in China, and my cousin's kids in China can quote thousand-year-old poems 
in Chinese. But when you come to this country, I mean, I can't. I can't even quote 100-year-old poems in English. And so <laughs> I think that something about our community, and this happens in a lot of immigrant communities, when they come here um, in order to kind of make sure that they, they have the best chance for success, they forget a lot of these things that they're, that that are really essential to kind of the character of who they are and where they come from. Um, and it can create a little bit of a disconnect, and that disconnect can build and grow, I think, from generation to generation. Um, and people will discover it and rediscover it in their own ways. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to use this space as a, as a place to um, kind of honor the traditional arts or the folk arts. Um, but not only that, we also want it to be a place where new art can be created or, or modern art that, or contemporary art that is influenced by traditional art or not. Um, just just community-based art. We, uh, we really want um, as many people who are part of the Chinatown to community to feel like they can explore as many different facets of themselves as possible. What do you see as some of the really pressing challenges that you cope with every day um, at the Neighborhood Center? Well, you know, um, Boston is uh, what? It's, it's considered one of the most gentrified cities in the country. I saw a report um, about six months ago, saying that it was uh, it was the like number, number one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's always up there, um, but it's also one of the most diverse uh, cities in the country, and it's also one of mo one of the most walkable cities in the country. Um, and so you know, Chinatown is all of those things. You know, it's it's very diverse. It's very walkable, of course, and then uh, it's very gentrified. Uh, and so the community is kind of changing around us. You know, as I said before, we were, we were founded in, in 1969, so we've kind of lived through many generations. Well, not me personally, but the organization has seen many generations of people kind of come and go. Right now, we're kind of at a point in history where, um, where Chinatown is maybe its identity is stretching a little. You know, the people that you have thought of as the typical Chinatown resident, the maybe the low-income recent immigrant families or the seniors, they just can't afford to live there in a way that they could 10 years ago. And so they're moving to other places, Randolph, Quincy, Malden. Um, and there's at the same time, there's this kind of luxury or market rate condos or rentals that are going up in the high-rises around the, the, the neighborhood. And um, so the typical Chinatown resident is, is different now than, than it was you know, when I was a kid. Uh, and change is inevitable you know you, you can't stop that nor maybe should you um, but you know to me Chinatown has always been a place where when I didn't maybe feel like I belonged in other parts of you know this society or when I felt like I was trying to search for who I was as a person uh, Chinatown played a big role in, in helping me figure out who I was and I, I want that to continue you know I still want it to to be a place for kids like when I was a teenager that this is where I went this is my social circle was was, was uh, centered around Chinatown. My parents' social circles were centered around Chinatown. I still want it to be able to be that, even as demographics change. And I think the way that we do that is is multifaceted. But one of the things that we got to be able to do is is to express that through arts and culture. Uh, so you know, it's 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 something that brings people together, regardless of whether or not they are Chinese, regardless of whether or not they have history in Chinatown. Uh, I, I think it's something that really makes people feel like you know connected to each other. Uh, that's, that's the important thing for me. You um, mentioned the word gentrification, which is certainly something that is um, a concern everywhere in Boston, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. And um, the idea that uh, the cost of housing and real estate is driving people um, into other neighborhoods and that you might just lose that core population where real authenticity in terms of the um, cultural traditions and art, um, the people who 
who hold those so dearly. Um, I can tell you're struggling with that one, you know, change versus uh, um, the con conservation of, of cultural treasures. Talk a little bit more about that, some of the things you're thinking about doing. Yeah, well, you know, um, in the center we are developing an artist-in-residence program. Um, so it will be an, an artist who, uh, uh, you know, we'll do our first one pretty soon. Uh, but uh, it, it's going to be a kind of a competitive process where members of the community as well as members of the cultural sector will kind of serve as a jury to kind of select an artist who can work with all different members of the Chinatown community to really uh, think about what are some of the challenges of being a resident of Chinatown or being a member of the Chinatown community and what are some artistic or creative you know, interventions that we can imagine what are some you know what are some things that we can we can do and, and some of that is just to start a conversation some of that is to really get people thinking about solutions and a lot of that is really about bridge building just between neighbors between people who work in the neighborhood but don't live there or people who live there but don't work there or people who pass through shopping or, or what have you we really want people who spend time in the Chinatown neighborhood to feel like it is a neighborhood that they can be invested in. And I think that um, you know, th this artist in residence program is going to be one of those ways that we really we are actively outreaching um, to other parts of the community and beyond to, to kind of have that conversation. It is interesting how powerful the arts can be to sort of make people feel comfortable having conversations that they may not want to engage in otherwise. And it does, yeah. it, once your creativity gets uh, mobilized, uh, solutions, you might find some surprising solutions that had never presented themselves before. Yeah, well, you know, uh, one, of our, one of our close partners in this space, or our, our, our lead partner in, in the space is uh, Bunker Hill Community College. Mm. Now, they're not a Chinatown institution. Um, but they're really important to the city and really to the state. Um, they're, they're an amazing campus and, and, and one of the, uh, they're the most affordable college education that we have here in Massachusetts. And, and you know, um, I think that they're willing to be invested in this project in Chinatown because they know they have people coming to their campus from this community and they need a strong community to come from in order to be able to be a part of a strong community on campus. So they'll be, they're, they're holding classes in our space they're going to be running programs in our space, and we're just figuring out how else we can partner to use the center as well as use their campus and use all the other kind of facilities and resources in the city to uplift everybody. Um, you know, it's funny you're talking about um, the way that people can have conversations through art that they cannot have otherwise. Because uh, one of our other partners is um, South Cove Community Health Center. It's a local community health center for, for Chinatown. and. Um, their head of uh, behavioral health, uh, Dr. Vuki, I was talking to her about arts and you know how, how can we partner, and she was saying that she's gone through these experiences where they put uh, Asian art, Chinese and Vietnamese art around their office because it can sometimes lead to conversations that people uh, would not otherwise have. She was telling me a story of a mother and daughter who had some um, family functioning issues and some mental uh, health challenges and, and that when they came in they saw this kind of special Vietnamese stitching that she had on the walls very unique to to Vietnam and then the mother you know suddenly this, this is uh, this stitching reminds me of, of where I come from and this is how people did it and and it was the first time that her daughter got to see her actually express emotion um, maybe maybe ever and so it and so it, it was it helped with a like, kind of a breakthrough um, and you know, allow people to really see each other in a way that maybe they would not have been able to 
it was just just a simple piece of art that was hanging on the wall. So imagine that kind of multiplied by whatever magnitude um, for for the benefit of the entire community. You know, we we sometimes think here about art as kind of the sleeping giant mm -hmm. that um, when unleashed in in sort of non-traditional settings, whether it's a neighborhood center or a health clinic or a nursing home, it can just have incredible transformational mm -hmm. effect. Um, Giles Lee, executive director of the Boston Chinatown Neighborhood Center, uh, with a brand new art center for the community, uh, one of our creative minds out loud. Thank you so much for having me here. To learn more about this episode and to subscribe, visit creativemindsoutloud.org.